to the Whatever Buddy Podcast. Johnny here in the 2003rd person along with eyeliner-wearing maniac Mr. Ryan Harris. Boy, do we have a special one for you today. Yes, we have interviewed Harris before, but today, only here on the WVP, we go deep. We go real deep into the Cherry Monroe era of Ryan's life. The good, the bad, and the beautiful. And when I say beautiful, I'm talking about Harris's white bell-bottom pants, of course. So take a seat. Treat yourself to the ups and downs of a rock and roll band on the rise. So with no further ado, Ryan and Johnny. This Welcome is my back. Big boy. That's this it. Is my big, big boy voice. Big boy voice. Big boy voice. voice. Big boy voice. Welcome back to the Whatever Buddy Podcast. I Welcome am back, Johnny. Johnny you. I'm Johnny You, and this is Ryan Harris. You know what, Ryan Harris? You know, this is yeah. a world. This is a world where people go for dreams. This is a world where people go for things. Oh, and a lot of man. people don't have the guts to go for things. That's the thing. A lot of people don't have the guts to go for things. I'm just going to get right into it. No rants, no nothing. My rant's part of my topic. That is what is going on. I wish yeah. more people in the world would live for their dreams. Now, here's the thing about too. dreams. Where are at? You're, Absolutely. You're very here's hot. You're coming in. You're, you're just I'm coming you're in hot. shot out of a rocket. With that being said, let me continue. Let me get stay on my rant here. So... The bottom line is we're dreamers, and I wish yeah. there was more of us. Now, it's not that there aren't dreamers out there. And, and understandably- You wish there was more? You wish there was more well, competition? Well, I, 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 yeah, because you know what, man? I, yeah, I sure do. Why not? You know, because the, if you're good, you're good, and if you're not, you're not. But the bottom yeah. line is going for your dreams is a scary thing, and a lot of people mm-hmm. have had dreams and have dreams that just can't get out of their own way and go pursue them. People I know personally, people that are maybe blood relatives, you yeah. never effing know. But with that being said, we have the here. Point. The, the, right, right. We have here on the Whatever Buddy podcast. And like I was trying to say earlier, we've set our fucking nuts right up on a chopping block that if things don't work mm-hmm. out, they're going to get right off and I'm going to be nutless. Yeah. Okay. With that being <laughs> said, Ryan, I've realized something along the way. We have talked a little bit about you. We've talked a little bit yeah. about me. But do the okay. people really know who we are? Now, I think it's fair to mm. say that you and I have probably gone out of our way a little bit not to talk too much about ourselves in the in the fear yeah, that like, we sound like what's that guy like please yeah, yeah it's weird like, i don't yeah it's weird right it's weird i i, I have this this fear of sounding arrogant and like some kind of pompous asshole with that being <clears> said i'm gonna take the pompous asshole stuff and i'm gonna put it on you and make you oh, sound like a, a pompous a asshole shit move, dude. <laughs> no i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that but i think we should talk about ourselves a little bit more let's start with you <laughs> <laughs> we are going to start with you. I Because I really do think here, Ryan Harris, and bringing it down, getting a little bit more serious. You know, Yeah, you're, uh, hard, to you, fo- you're hard to follow when you're shouty. I'm just going to go go out there with it. That's my... But well, here's the thing. Anyway. Check it out. Yeah. Check it out. When you go for these such dreams, whatever they may be, in our case, it's mu- music uh, uh-huh. or, or podcasting. Um, in other people's cases, you know, it might be a lawyer. It might be, you know, a Wall Street guy. It might be working yeah. in a bank, whatever it might be. You might have dreams for whatever. You might want to, God, you might want to be a a, 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 a trash collecting guy. They, they actually make really good fucking money. So mm-hmm. the road that you and I have chosen is a very tough road that has a lot of ups. It has a lot of downs. Those ups mm-hmm. and downs can really knock you out. There is that old saying that that is that an artist will face more rejection in one week than most yeah. normal or average people will face in a lifetime. And it's, I've been knocked out. Yeah, it's a happened. lot. It's happened. Yeah, it's happened. Dude, we, you know? we get knocked out 
every day we release a podcast, not to mention the music business. With hey, that man. being said, let's make this I, a positive I, rant. Well, listen, this isn't positive. This isn't negative. This is just life and what it's about as an artist. And what I'm going to here is I want to learn about Ryan Harris today. And I want to learn oh, about Ryan Harris in detail. Shit. Yeah, no, no, shit is right. But here's the thing. Ryan Harris was in a band called Cherry Monroe. They had a number one, a, a number 81 hit on the, that number was a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, get your a, facts number, right, bro. <laughs> hey, hey I, I was wishful thinking. What can I say? They had a number yeah. 81 hit on the Billboard chart with a song called Satellites. Yeah. They had everything going, you know, and there's a lot that we know about Ryan once he was out of Cherry Monroe because he was in Warner Drive with me and we can get that to that to another point. But I want to get down the path and I want to learn the ups and I want to learn the downs and I want to learn the middle grounds of Cherry Monroe. And we're going to we're going to do this. Wants yeah. to talk about me. That's it. They ain't talking about Johnny me. Johnny wants about to Ryan talk Harris. about me. I want to put Harris in uncomfortable situations, and this is my perfect opportunity. You want to get me spinning the chair like this? Oh, that's it. All he's already nervous. Head. Haven't even all asked the nervous. fucking question yet. He's already fucking spinning. Yeah, you know why? <laughs> why is that, buddy? I don't, dude. I don't like talking about myself. Simple, simply put, it's just I. Why? Just don't. Why so? Why? Tell me why. Because it makes me feel like a hack. Like I have to. I have to say it because because you don't know it or something. You know what I mean? Like I, it's just feels arrogant but and it, you you're already I mean? like, a, you're already a hack so what's it better yeah well, oh, okay fine kidding. we'll, we'll, we'll go we'll I'm go just, on that then. i'm just know? kidding we'll i then. love you i love you i just I, you set yourself up that was like a I softball know. pitch <laughs> yeah have at it man yeah let, let's get let's get into this okay so listen ryan harris cherry monroe is from pittsburgh that much i know i know you've had success and i've know and i know it fell apart so what i want you to do with this first question is Tell me, A, yeah. where and how the band started. Don't make this no 30-minute monologue. I don't need that, nor do the people. Just get us a little bit off the hey, starting line. The size of your balls to tell me to make it quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's all on the size of your nose. The bigger With the nose, the longer it. Make it quick. <laughs> how it formed? Yeah, I had a cover band, and that cover band uh, became an original band. And then... Real quick, what kind of covers do you guys play? Oh, dude, we did all of the... We did Prince. Oh, no shit. Really? Yeah, That's dude. fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah played some, right, cool. played some Lenny Kravitz. And, okay, some, so the, uh, the cover band, how many people yeah. in the cover band went on to be in, in Cherry Monroe? Uh, three. of the. It was a four-piece cover band. We ended up, uh, through creative differences, making the long story short, got a new singer, added a guitar player. Uh, but it was the drummer, the bass player, and myself from that cover band. Got a new singer, got a new guitar player, and that was be what became Cherry Monroe. Did the singer who said singer who was replaced from the cover band, which I'm guessing wasn't replaced. He he just when just you started a, an original band, you just didn't yeah. go with that dude. It was, was that dude did that, that dude feel uh, slighted at all? No, he's one of my best friends to this day. Oh, good. How'd you find the two other dudes, the 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 guitar player and the singer? <laughs> They came to a show that we did in Pittsburgh. Uh, we talked afterwards, and then to make that long story, there was no like there. It was probably like a a year after we met them that we actually like met up again, started working on music. And why and, do you and, think and that the first time it didn't you didn't do anything that it, that it took a year to get that off the ground? Couldn't really say. It was just the the way things worked out. We we met these people who said they were working on music and then 
down the road sought them out again terrible answer my apologies terrible yeah that's how it happened we met there was a period of time that we didn't work together and then we decided to work together I'm, I want, I'm, I'm trying to, to get in the practice here early of getting into details. Now, I understand yeah. I asked you to be quick, which I want you to be quick, but yeah. I want to know the moment that you did say after a year, because obviously for the first year, you were like, oh, whatever, I don't give a fuck about these guys. And then all of a sudden, a year later, it did work. So what was that one single moment that made you say, you know what, I think I want to work with these dudes? The, uh, the cover band had the aspirations of being an original band, and whenever we were working on music, there was a little bit of creative difference. And so we just sought out people that might fit in better. That's all that was. Yeah, but yeah, but that's, yeah, but you're not answering the question I was asked. question is, a year that, later. That answered your question totally. Not at all. We were not a four-piece band, no. had some creative, had some creative that, differences, that, decided that, that, to go. That's not my question. Anywhere close to what my question was. All right. My, my all right. question was, a year after you originally met these guys at the cover band, you guys have already yeah. split up, and, the, and then you met these guys again. They were doing music. What yeah. was the moment when you met them the second time that a light bulb went off in your head that said, you know what? I want to work with this singer. This is the singer that I want to work with. What was that moment? The funny thing is that the first show that we played as that band, he had which, food which band? poisoned. Wh- Oh, this, well, was was the, Cherry Monroe. We had okay. we had uh, we we went by a different name for a minute, and uh, but the first time that those myself and those guys all played on stage together was in Columbus, Ohio, and he had food poisoning and had a bucket behind his monitor in case he puked during the show. So That's we're awesome. like. Oh, this is a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still haven't yeah. answered the question. So what was the moment that you mm-hmm. said, this is the singer who's going to eventually puke at the first show on stage with a bucket next to him? What was the moment that you said, this is the guy that we want to front our band? It's a vague question. I don't remember how my thoughts were working at that time. I to, fucking, I was reeling that shit in on just, the just, You're a fisherman. You're a fisherman and an athlete. I, yeah. I, a scholar all right okay so okay so the guitar player and the singer did they come together as a package no no how'd no. you find that okay so who did you meet at the cover gig the singer i'm assuming yeah, correct who, how did correct. you find the, the 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 additional guitar player where did he come from so once we started working on music we started recording with a guy that guy introduced us to a friend of his who became our manager our manager introduced us to the, the other guitar player. I'm leaving names out. People know who they are. Leave the know. names out. Um, we're we're going to get the said manager um, down the road. Um, That'll be a fun conversation. Okay, so the band's together. This is a very exciting point for the band. You guys are feeling inspired. You started as a cover yeah. band, always wanted to be an original band. You got yeah. the lineup together. You came to the yeah. name Cherry Monroe. Real quick, as quick as you can tell me, Cherry Monroe, how the name come up? And I only say as quick as you can tell me because we know it takes fucking forever to come up with names. And I'm sure you yeah. can make this. Well, we came up with this name. and came up with that name. and came up with this. So to the point, how did we come up with Cherry Monroe? Uh, there was a book called The Outsiders with a character named Cherry Valens in it. And oh. it was just mixing and matching names a little bit. We kind of took the whole Marilyn Monroe concept and. What a great book and a great movie. It just kind of, yeah, it's weird. Like there's no logic to coming up with the band name. It's just like None. we were going, we were going through that process. And then one day somebody came in and said, how about this? And it was the first time that everybody went, oh yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you agree with that? Me. I didn't make that actual noise. <laughs> Did you, do you agree <clears throat> with me when I say, you can tell how good a band is by their band name. 
Now, that's not to say a band with a good name has good music all the time, but it no. is safe to say, in my opinion, that most bands with a bad name usually yeah. have bad music. Do you agree or disagree I, with this assessment? Mm, I, no, I don't agree with that at all. Really? Uh, Kiss, for example, is uh, if you take the word Kiss, you don't think of a blood-spitting, fire-breathing rock sure. and roll band that scared people and then became the circus later on down the road and their T-shirts are at Kohl's. But still, like it just if you would take that word and that band, it doesn't mix. But because you associate the one with the other, it makes sense. So I think there's a lot of that going on. Okay, so I'm going to move on here. Rant. Rant. So we're, the, we're Cherry Monroe is the name of the band. We got it, yeah. which is pretty fucking great. I, I personally say that it's, I always thought that was a really fucking cool name, to be honest. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, no, no, it is. It's a really cool name. Now, your look, on the other hand, I guess suits the name. Not my cup of tea, but I, yeah. I really did dig the name. Um, this is a very exciting point for the band, okay? So well, the, look, guys, the look that we went with was intentional because, like, love it or hate it, it wasn't boring. Did Cherry Monroe start as a four-piece before you added this? Like, were you playing gigs as a four-piece before the second guitar player came? We played we played a, a couple of gigs as a four-piece. Yes, correct. Uh, and then, audience, and then, audience, time, time, time. To, to the audience, I just yeah. want to time, time out. I am stumping Ryan Harris on his own history. It's kind of amazing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I just got to say, yeah. this is pretty, pretty damn fun. Please. <laughs> I'll resort to my previous point of I don't, find it easy to talk about myself. So if I sound like that, it's because I don't find it easy to talk about myself. We played our first couple of shows as a four piece. Then we okay. added a guitar player who uh, didn't work out. And then we found my buddy buddy that is still my buddy buddy to this day. That's awesome. It was in the process of like starting to play some shows, starting to work on music, had a guy, didn't work out, got another guy. He worked out, started recording the album, started recording an album in the summer, met our manager. Our manager in like the month of June, I believe it was, said, if you follow this plan, you'll have a record deal by Thanksgiving. And we, en we ended up recording the album over the summer, released it in October, showcased in November, had a record deal December 10th. So Can I ask was, you a personal he question? Weeks, he was two weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> He's two weeks off a plan of if you do this plan of his. You get yeah. a record deal by November. It's pretty spot on. Yeah. Was, oh, okay. Joking. Okay. Cool. How come you've never shared this plan with me? And if it's such a, a such a, a a plan that works, then how come it's not like the playbook? Wait. Say that. Ask that again. This so-called plan that did work. How mm -hmm. come you've never shared? how what the plan is and how to execute it because if so you and i could be doing this like from fucking sitting on top I'm of a fucking certain, private jet somewhere <laughs> I, i'm not certain all of it was legal uh what, what now okay we are now diving into some awesome yeah. interesting territory that i did yeah. not know about what and the I'll fuck do you that, mean by that yeah please please what happened was we had an, an album that we put out and if you get radio play, you get radio play. If you don't get radio play, we would, uh, uh, our manager, despite his faults, was a smart guy and uh, would book a show, say Joplin, Missouri or whatever. And actually we were getting radio in Joplin, so it's a bad example. But the, the point is that if they weren't playing the song, he would just buy ads and then he'd make the ad the song, uh, this our, our single with go check out this band, whatever promoting the show. Where where did the so, money come for that? We had an investor. 
if if they played your song because you bought ads, that's payola. If you just put your song in the ad, I don't see how that's illegal or payola. It's actually kind of genius. But the way it worked, the way it worked out was that like you buy as many ads as you can, so your song's getting on the radio. You're just buying it, you know. So eh, okay, okay, cool. All right. Back to the plan. We got a little sidetrack there. I was expecting like some kind of mob action or something. You said illegal. It turns out payola. That's not really payola. This works for and then, you. you get- well, and then moving on, while that's all yeah. going on, we're just doing Youngstown, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, the triangle. We're just like triangle, triangle. Like What's the driving distance? City. What's the driving distance from your home uh, base? Cleveland to, to Pittsburgh. Places? Cleveland to Pittsburgh is about two hours. Pittsburgh to Youngstown is maybe an hour. Youngstown to Cleveland, maybe an hour and a half. So it's just like, you know. A pretty doable close triangle and you know we'd play in all three places promote in all three places for whatever was coming up how did yeah. that lead to getting a record deal because you said because you got whatever, a re- you said you got a record deal yeah you you met this guy in june this dude essentially got you a record deal in june july august september five, five six months this guy gets you a record yeah. deal because by doing by doing the the promotion the Pittsburgh Youngstown Cleveland triangle and then what he was doing with the radio ads whenever our album came out in Youngstown it it was like three number three in sales behind uh Eminem and Britney Spears and then us so uh that tipped the radar enough that we got showcases from that did the the album sell as well in Cleveland and uh Pittsburgh as it did in Youngstown I don't know I honestly don't know to a fault of my own, I, I didn't pay attention to a lot of things that I really should have paid attention to, you know? I had the mentality of, like, I'll just play music, and then, like, the, the, <laughs> other people will take care of that stuff, you know? It's it, Com- a common mistake. mistake of artists. And, the, the, yeah. and if I was to give a lesson to anybody, like, as if I'm a guy to give lessons to anybody, but if I was to give a lesson to anybody... Yeah. I would say whatever you do, don't do that. Always know what's going on. Know the business inside and you know, out. And don't wait for you, other people to do it for you. Do it yourself. You were making fun of me not liking to talk about myself, but I think it was probably that was the start of it then because I just had this mentality where it's like, oh, well, I don't have to say anything. I'll just be the dude that doesn't talk. I'll play, I'll play guitar. I'll be the quiet one, you know, in the pictures. I see you're, He's the one in the back, you know. I, I was fine with that role. The, the, well, I see the angle on why you would do it, but I would have been stealth on the back end of it and been fucking hawking the shit out of all the business people. Yeah, yeah. And the funny, I'm interested in those details. I wish I knew the answer to that. I don't, I have no idea. Okay. So you guys get a record deal. Let's talk about the showcase. Let's talk about that experience because uh, man, that's a yeah. fucking, that, that, cool. that one will make you shit your pants. Um, then there's no question about that. Coming from a guy named Shitsy, I'll tell you something that would make me have a Shitsy <laughs> moment. Um, showcase you know yeah it's nerve-wracking as fuck bro That's yeah we were prepared nerve-wracking here, here, as it gets i'll say this like i agree with you but there were a few things there were a few things that happened along the line where uh it prepared me for that first of all being uh, we recorded our shows and we practiced whenever we'd rehearse we rehearsed in front of mirrors so there was a mirror in front and it, the, that'll make you Dude. stop that'll make you stop doing a lot of stuff that, that you don't, that you cringe about, you know, you see yourself. When I went to musicians Institute, every room for the musicians, your practice room, everyone had a mirror in it for that exact reason. It was more to look at your technique. You get comfortable. Same concept. Yeah. It's, it's, well, of course it's looking at technique and all that, but it's also getting comfortable with like, like just that, you know, 
dancing around or moving or whatever, if you could look at yourself doing that, then no, it doesn't phase you otherwise, you know? And then yeah. whenever you're playing a show, you have a bit more confidence that you know what you look like, you know, at least in my, that's my opinion. So yeah. we did that. And then uh, a couple weeks before we went up to New York for the showcase, we get a phone call. Hey, tomorrow at rehearsal, this guy named Bill Coin is going to be coming over. Like and Bill Coin, like the Bill Coin. The Bill Coin. So no it was shit. told to us. It was told to us like you probably don't know who. And this that is. stress but level I'm, I was talking about. That stress level yeah. I was talking about just fucking went ten thousand times higher. <laughs> and it did. And it did. And it did. Because okay, so folks that don't know who that is, Bill Coin was Kiss's manager in the seventies. He's responsible for Kiss. He out of his own pocket you know, invested. To keep he, he, he said something similar to them as he did to that. Your manager said to you, except instead of giving you guys like a five month, you do this and you'll have a deal in five months. He told kiss, give me three weeks to get you a record deal. Yeah. Or you don't have to use me. And he yeah. did. <laughs> so anyway, he's, he was a notorious ball buster as far as you have to be perfect. And I go, Oh shit. Like in, in my head, how did was, he know about you guys? He was working for Sony Red, and Sony Red was interested in the band. They were one of the labels at our showcase. So he comes oh, to he see the to band. Get, he was trying to get trying to get ahead of the fucking showcase, trying to get ahead yeah. of the ball, beat the guys exactly. The so he comes to Youngstown. We rehearsed in this little studio and had the mirrors in front of us, and Bill Coyne comes walking in. And the thoughts going through my insecure head at the time were, he's worked with my all-time favorite band, and there was no bullshit attitude. He's going to come in here and there's a potential of him saying, you're no good. You suck. You're terrible. And that just being crushing to me, you know, ended up being the complete opposite. He was an awesome guy after we, so we rehearsed, played in front of him. And afterwards he's like, you guys are great. Came up to me. He's when like, you, you're great. He's like, you're a great when guitar you guys player. Played, when you guys yeah. played, were you playing as you were rehearsing or were you playing as if you were doing a show? We were playing as like we were doing a show, like we were essentially like doing a showcase for him at our rehearsal spot. So that was that was that gave me a lot of confidence having like somebody like that watch us and be like, "You're great, you, you know, you're gonna be fine." So then, whenever we went up to New York for our actual showcase, we showcased for Universal, uh, Sony, Red Island, and uh, Columbia. Sorry. Wow, all the big guns. It, yeah, and there was in the, they weren't all at one. I think the first one was Columbia and Sony, and then the second one was Universal. Um, but so, but Bill was there. He brought like like a cheesecake and stuff, and it was just a really cool experience to be in New York City with like that guy having that experience. And then before we played, like to <laughs> go back to your point of like being nervous and and all that, get it out, get those coughs out. Um, got something in my throat. I ate a subway on the way over here. I, I had a moment where I just thought to myself, like, this isn't the time to recreate anything. You know, you don't have to invent anything right now. Just go out and do what I've practiced. Do you think people do that a lot? Like, uh, you, you, you get to a certain level for doing a certain thing. And then when that certain level hits and you're like, okay, this is our time to shine. People are like, yeah. well, I'm going to change it up right now. Um, it's, Probably, dude. You have this pressure on you to be entertaining. Do you find that some musicians might find themselves in that position and be like, oh my God, I'm scared to succeed and I'm going to fuck this up somehow? 
Consciously? Do you think they consciously do that? No, not con. I don't think it's ever consciously. But do you think that's? Like I bet a thing? you that. I bet you that happens for sure, dude. Yeah, for sure. The fear of because it. like like, oh all, like <laughs> it takes us. It takes a certain. This is the kind of stuff I don't like talking about because someone out there is going to listen to me say this and be like, "You're a hack." But whatever. Yeah, if you want to hear it, here. Fuck them. It takes a certain person to want to be put in a situation where you're in a room. There's a couch in front of us, and people are just sitting there like. God, impress me. Your life depends on on what you do, and, and I, I control it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Albeit they were nice people, they, they aren't impressed, you know? And if you do impress yeah. them, then you get a record deal, you know? But sure. my point sure. is that to to want to be in that situation is uncomfortable, you yeah. know? My biggest nerve was something that I couldn't control because I heard a story about a friend of mine showcasing, and his amp blew up. Oh, During Jesus. the showcase, his amp stopped. It's like, that's uncontrollable. And you know what? You can't come back from that. So I had two. <laughs> All right. So you do the showcase for these three major labels. What happens after this? What, what goes down? Oh, oh you're, we're real quick. Yeah. Your manager set this up. We need to set, we need to set some groundwork on this manager. Uh-huh. You don't need to say his name. You could just tell us his relevance, his deal. You tell us everything you can about this jack off. Without, and I call him a jack-off, you'll all understand why. Well, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Let, let, let's go back and learn a little bit about, about said manager. Uh, smart guy, extremely self-destructive. Uh, was he only a music manager, or did he do other, other things for money? I, dude, he's a, he's a shyster, so he probably did whatever he could. Um, but Did you know he was a shyster when you started working with him? There were, there were red flags with the guy, so, but we were just ambitious and it was a good opportunity. And to be honest, like I said, he was a smart guy. If somebody says to you in June, you'll have this by Thanksgiving and you end up having it a, you know, a week or two later, that's a pretty it's good w- selling w- point. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, but what happened? So we go up and showcase and we're told that everybody passed on us except Universal. What the reality was is that he had an indie label that we put our first album out on. Okay. Universal was the only label that offered his label an imprint deal and wanted the band. Columbia wanted us, Sony wanted us, but they didn't want his label. So he told us that I found, I didn't know this at the time. I found this out years later. He told us at the time that everybody passed except for Universal. The reality of that statement was that everybody passed on him and his label. But how did you find out years later? Three of the four, three of the four wanted the band. How did you find out years later that there were other labels involved that were interested? We had a uh, awesome publicist. Our publicist is rad. He's still my friend to this day. Uh, I, does he do podcasts? Leaving, leaving names out. Uh, does he do pod- he, Does he does he work on podcasts? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, dude. We'll see. I'd like. I have him on. Be awesome. Uh, have him on. Uh, he w- he lived in New York back in. New York City in the 80s and he managed de- the Dead Boys. And Who, you're a publicist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty it, fucking wild. When That's he was crazy. like su- when he when he was super young, he was their manager and tour and like he would go all around with like Blondie, the Ramones, like all those all those bands like the New York punk scene. He knew those facts and he years later told us because when we split ways with our manager, he still stayed on and did a lot for us. You you guys sign a record deal? What happens next? Tell me the roller coaster that goes on for the next year after you sign in December of whatever year that was. 
Yeah, so we immediately went in. Uh, it probably would have made more sense to just re-release that album under Universal, but instead we re-recorded it. What was the um, logic for that at the time? Just to do better, you know, make it sound better. And it sounded signi significantly better, you know. Um, we had... Uh, uh, Sonically uh, or playing-wise? Both. I mean, we added stuff to songs. Uh, David Holman mixed it who did uh, like Bush 16 Stone. And and then uh, Tom Lord Algae did the did Satellites. Uh, Was there a certain songs on the first independent release that were the songs that caught the label's attention? You, you sold whatever and you got, you were number yeah. three, that's great. But like a band with no songs ain't yeah, going to do them any good. So, for, they signed us for the song called Satellites. Now that was the song that ended up being on the charts, right? Can we listen to that yeah. song? Is there a way we can listen to this song? I'm going to spring something on you. I'm going to do better than playing you the song. I saw my buddy the other day, drummer extraordinaire from Cherry Monroe, Mr. Jason Levis. And I asked him to oh. come on. I asked him to come on. And you sprung Tom Falenz on me. And I love the idea. So and wait, I like Tom. You, are, and it was fun. This, so I'm going to spring Jason Levis on you. Are serious right now? Is this serious? Like you're telling me you're bringing somebody on to the show at the moment? Yeah. Right Coming at you, Jason Levis. Levis? Is he Jewish? Yep. I don't think so. Are you Jewish? <laughs> hey, buddy. I just said, hey. I just said, welcome in Jason Levis. And Johnny goes, is he Jewish? That's the first thing he said. <laughs> you could be Jewish. You could be Italian. You could be Polish. It's possible. Yeah, what's up, buddy? You Definitely guys haven't met Jason, Johnny, Johnny, Jason, Hi. two drummers, two lovely human beings. Johnny, yeah. it's good to meet you, man. I feel like I feel like I know you because I've been watching your podcast. So, oh, that, that's awesome. And I, I, I feel like I know you in a different way because I haven't been watching your life. That would be weird if I was. <laughs> but um, Ryan, uh, Ryan always talks about you. So, like, you're like a, a name to a face. Yeah, you're a face same, to man. a name that I've been hearing nonstop for fucking like ten years now. <laughs> yeah, when he plays drums, I'm always like, "Why can't you do it like Jason?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah right he, bring, he brings he, videos in he's like all right see, look what he's doing with his feet here dude you're doing it wrong i sit behind him I was watching. right right and johnny johnny's like he plays drums in cowboy boots yeah. Yeah. i did that's no great did Past you wear a guy tense. liner like ryan did oh yeah i think oh, yeah, uh, yeah i think we had to talk well i think we had to talk ryan i call him Wode. i don't know if you know that johnny. wait what no i don't whoa 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 what, <laughs> what, what do you call him is that what you what call did him I, what did i I've just had it, fellas have Is that it, it, fellas? <laughs> w O D E. Yeah. Woad. Woad. Yeah. Um, Woad. What does that so, mean? Woad, can you tell them the story? <laughs> or do you yeah. want me to try so, to recreate the story? I'll tell my recollection of the story and you can correct me if I make a mistake. Yeah. So the nick <laughs> the nickname story, I had a nickname when I was younger, and I met Jason through a friend of mine from when I'm when we were younger that called me said nickname. And I joined the cover band that we were speaking of that led into Cherry Monroe and Jason's brother, Ryan was our singer. So there was one day and to this day, I regret saying this. I said, there shouldn't, it's going to be confusing having two Ryans in the band. So you can call me Wode. W-O-D-E. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now I can find more, uh, more information that I wasn't able to find out by just having one guy from the band. How do you yeah. guys know each other originally? Like, how did you guys ever meet as people? Yeah. So, we had, oh, I mean, and I didn't every... realize I didn't realize that that your brother was 
the singer of the cover band who didn't go, who wasn't welcomed into Cherry Monroe. It wasn't that, <laughs> he was, dude. He was he welcomed. Was welcomed with he open arms. We just accept had... the invitation. For that Look at me start. I'm starting trouble. We <laughs> get along. No, 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 no. We loved them. We wanted them. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, Mr. Wode himself, Ryan Harris, and I met. I love it. Because the band my brother and I were both in, like everyone starts out doing covers, right? So we had a couple, uh, barely a couple gigs under our belt. And people just happen to to love it because we played all the you know the hits from seventies through present. And that time it was like two thousands, early two thousands. Yeah, we had a guitar player that was just he was awesome. Just kind of couldn't commit to all the dates and stuff because things started to fill up. And then a friend, I was actually roommates with a guy that went to school with Ryan, and he's like, "You got to check out my buddy Wode." I think he even said Wode. Probably um, did. Everyone called me that. Yeah. I'm amazed I never heard this in all these years. And I so moved to LA learned. to get away from it. It's the it's the yeah. reason I moved to LA just to start we, over. We just Ryan. talked about this the other <laughs> night. Like, yeah, we literally had a gig in like three days. And so we sent Ryan a, a list of like four, literally literally forty songs, and he came more than prepared. <laughs> yeah, he makes he played. makes us all look stupid when yeah. that shit happens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, played super well and. The rest is history, man. He's been in, in the band ever since, and his family's yeah. awesome. And one of my best likewise. friends to this day. Yeah. Likewise, man. Likewise. The goal of all of this is to learn as much as I can about Cherry Monroe. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to learn if there's a song, like if we just look, a on, song, look on Wode's wall. You got all the details. <laughs> yeah, they're all right there, man. They're all right there. <laughs> this Wode you, stuff is good. <laughs> is that arrogant? Is, should I take it down? Yes. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that is he always talking about how hey. I don't want to come across arrogant. And meanwhile, while he's saying that, he's literally got all this shit behind him. Now, I never <laughs> thought of that. He's the one who said it. So if that's how it's coming across. I just funny. realized this, Jason. You've been on every single podcast. <laughs> I have been, man. Now I can make my, my own debut. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to, if we, if there's a way to go through the songs and like, like somehow navigate the conversation where there's the story behind writing it if anything funny happened in the process is that song about something funny like just like get some fun stories out of out of yeah. the songs instead of just being like well this one's my favorite a cool riff or that one got it you know what i mean like like i, I you know i learned a lot of the inside uh uh douchebaggery shit that happened within cherry monroe and i and it infuriates me and it's if you've listened to the podcast enough you know that i'm a man of principle and the yep. principle around this situation really fucking rubs me very bad. Like takeout food. What was what was the time frame or song that we were doing when you guys went and got got me takeout? So that had to be either the song "Gone" yeah. or the song "Down," which I, those are the, like the only one-word songs that we had, I think, or maybe. And, not, and, and the, the the symbolism behind those titles and what was to come in the future. You're right. <laughs> well, gone down. Gone. Down. <laughs> I never thought of it that it's way. Gone, gone down. down. Would you like me to tell the story? Is that what you're yeah, asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell it. Okay. <laughs> so we, you know, typical tracking day, you're doing drums first, probably did bass guitar next or something. And it got to like lunchtime or hungry. Um, I, I'm assuming it was lunchtime, right? So we go to IHOP. Ryan's kind of left back at the, at the studio doing guitars. And so I'm like, all right, dude, text me. Let me know what you want. We'll bring you some food. So... <laughs> Long story short, we're all eating, eating our food. We finish up. We order Ryan's to go. And uh, our singer, Matt, was like, hey, can I have an extra to-go box? You know, we're like, 
what's what's that for <laughs> you know like you ate your food whatever so we're walking out and uh instead of going out the the exit he goes back to the bathrooms and uh oh no he literally <laughs> drops a deuce in a go container <laughs> and so we bring it back <laughs> wow we bring it back to the studio and uh we're trying not to laugh <laughs> And it, first of all, it wasn't, it wasn't heavy enough. It didn't feel like a chip. <laughs> and so Matt takes a couple rocks outside and like sticks it, sticks it underneath. He had to put it between the bottom of the styrofoam and the bottom of the turd. Cause otherwise like you'd open it up and see the rocks. Right. So we bring it in and you know, Ryan's sitting there. So what, he had to use his hands? <laughs> he, like, he, it was a flat rock. <laughs> He just, kind of, he, kind just, he just spatulated underneath. <laughs> hey, you know, he's a quick thinker. I can, I can appreciate it. Hey, guys, go to the YouTubes. It was like this. <laughs> we, I wonder if we can find footage of this. Somewhere. And mind you, we're, we're in our early 20s here. So all we, all we did was tease each other and joke with each other and do practical jokes and stuff like that. And so <laughs> we deliver the package. And he sits down. You can tell he's like, oh, dude, thanks. I'm starving, you know. And if you've ever seen Ryan sit on the edge of a chair and then place something on his lap, like his his knees come like grandma style. His knees get real close together, kind of like that. And yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so he, he leans he leans in <laughs> he leans in to open the the, the and he has the, no idea, no, no clue. Idea. No, I'm eating my and lunch. he he opens the lid and instantly is like, is that shit? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it and we just laughed so hard and you can tell you weren't phased we didn't i was just like i was just all. more confused like was, was more concerned about not having the food yeah, <laughs> yeah i i would have been pissed i like where's, where's my lunch though then like then i went i went is that a rock <laughs> yeah this kid this is this is too heavy to be just a single turd here and then our producer started yelling at us yelling at us get the shit get out, out of my here. studio get out of here. <laughs> let's pull that song up this is okay so is this which release is this this is our first independent album independent this album is this is the opening track well this is the song i was recording when the guys brought me back a poo a a a well, two stone. I, I get that, but but it was the opening track of the, the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> My bad, I misunderstood your question. Yeah. Start Give the song. The chorus load. Let, just let me hear yeah. the chorus. Maybe that's a better. Well, idea. actually, I, I started from the beginning because I was I was really excited at the fact that this was the first song in the new album or the first album. So it makes me realize like this. Okay, so like if I was a fan and I just got this album, this is what I'm going to hear first. That's why I want you to play it. Yeah. From cool. the Let me see Please. where the chorus is though. Oh, yeah. That's such a weird change when it, when it goes into that verse. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I can't. What what is what is, is there a weird count there? What is that like a an extra something into the into the on? verse or into the chorus? Well, when it just breaks down to like bass and drums and this vocal. 
It's like loud. Then it breaks into that. Right there, like that. That's a. I guess it's on the up. You start on the up. I guess is what happened. There. Yeah, that, that's yeah just it's a just a, a break, and then before the up one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And the and one. And yeah. one. And one. It might be and L one actually. <laughs> that would have been a great album cover. That that is the second. Well, no, that's the. Sticker. That's what would have been the, the second <laughs> one. <laughs> Can I just pick out by title on on songs that I'd want to hear off of these demos yeah. just solely yeah, by title? Yeah. What's appetite? What's bungle in the jungle? Oh gosh, are you familiar <laughs> with with Jethro Tull? We covered Jethro Tull for Animal Planet. What a weird name of a song. Yeah. There was. I'll tell you this. I'll let it play in the background. Yeah. There was. Yeah. There was this song in its original format is so strange that it was so hard to put into like a, a rock a pop into a rock song. Format. It's uh, fucking killer, though. Like, I got to be honest, like, this is one of my favorite things I've heard from you guys. Though. Johnny likes I this kind of stuff, awesome. like, like quirky music. <laughs> What's quirky about it? It's catchy, it's upbeat, it's kind of on the happier side. What does Bungle in the Jungle even mean? That's I like, I think this it means... Cool this part's it, cool right here, though. Listen, listen, right here. <laughs> that's the coolest part. That's, that's exa- I remember that. It was but such yeah. it was such a bizarre arrangement that like we had to add these like fills and stops and transitions to make it like make sense. And, and we literally cut out sections of instrumental because that song is probably what seven minutes long. Like very the long. Yeah, the very is long. It, is tearing us apart in excess cover or, or that that's called tear us apart. But I, I maybe. <laughs> yeah, that this Bung- was filmed or this was recorded in my grandfather's house. Like what, a lot, demo, a lot of the songs demos? that are on here, yeah, they're just demos, man. Like we had a pair of NS10s, uh, Nuendo, maybe, Cubase. I think, by the way, Bungle in the Jungle. I, I really, for some reason, I, 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 I don't know why I associate anal sex to that. Don't know why. Yeah. Might not have nothing <laughs> to bungle. do with anal sex. Bungle in the Jungle, bungle. dude. Your bung, your bunghole, right? Bunghole. Yeah, you're, you're, you're two <laughs> letters away from bunghole in the jungle. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Bunghole in the jungle. <laughs> hey, Johnny, pick a song. We'll play one more. Pick uh, a song you want to hear. Scroll down. I'm just looking at net. I'm down. Keep going mm-hmm. down. So call, call Me's on there. That was actually released, but like yeah. uh, as, a, yeah. as a weird single or something? Or was that on our record? No, we didn't get... So we were going to put Call Me on the record. We were going to put uh, This Town on the record, and we were going to put Slow Dance on the record, but it, they weren't done in time. Okay. So, so Ryan long, did say that would have been a long record. That would have been fourteen songs. Ryan said we were allowed to make fun of him. He he said it multiple <laughs> times. So I want you to stop right here. Stop. Stop. Go back yeah. down. Go back down. Yeah. Go back down. Go back down. Okay. Track track twelve is Ryan talking about how like he really wishes life was you know as a human and, and how like I wish stick. like you were taller like you like bigger. I wish I would oh taller Something I thought you were bigger. saying like Something. I like I wish I wasn't a failure. <laughs> no, 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 like, like that, like, so you didn't get the guy's armpit on your, your, your shoulder all the time. Oh, like, dude, I hate that so bad. Like I'm going to stop sharing for a second. Bigger. Jay. Something bigger. Jay. I got to see it. Have you ever had what? this happen? You're taller than me, so possibly not, but someone comes up to you I'm, and they're I'm like. I'm only like a head taller than you. I'm not like. 
Yeah, you know, it's not much. So someone comes up to you and they're like, hey, man, how's it going? They put their arm around you. But what happens is their pit goes right here. He's at that height. Yep. That it's just like it's the worst height because he's like the average um, guy's just height. the average They're, guy's height is just enough to give him the armpit. No, 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 yeah. no. not the average guy, the slightly above average guy. That's the thing. I, I think this happens to everybody, but the, it shorter, does. the shorter you are, the more often it happens. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, you're an asshole. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't that tall, though. I'm not that tall, dude. Johnny, we were in, uh, we were in uh, Cedar <laughs> Cedar Rapids or Iowa City. Did you know what you, doesn't you documented and locked things in your brain that I have forgotten about? So oh, you'll I'm, remember this one. You and guys and he's got video footage for all of it. I wish he'd be sharing some of this with us. I don't know why we're not watching live. We're in we're in Iowa and our we had an old tour manager and we're Cedar Falls. We're we're it was okay Sioux Falls, Cedar Falls, Cedar. What was it? Cedar Falls, Iowa. Cedar Falls, yeah. Iowa. Okay, cool. And we're all in one room. So there's five band members, two techs, and a sound guy. All in one room. And like it's just like a double bedroom? Yeah. So like oh, the, like people were on the floors. I think Frankie slept in the bathtub. I'm not even kidding. Frankie was on the floor. Frankie. Okay. And so. <laughs> Frankie had a front row seat to what happened there. <laughs> so somewhat, somehow, unanimously, we all wake up to a noise. And it sounds like there's water running. And what happened, uh -oh. what had happened was our tour manager stayed out later than the rest of us. And we're all sleeping. He comes back <laughs> The one in. guy who should be in bed first. <laughs> the, yes, exactly. And we hear this like, like water running. Someone turns the light on. No, no, was that Johnny, water or was that gas? <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever hear someone like spraying a, a, a tight streamed hose? Like spraying hose water, like like like, like you're like holding a, it, and it's like it's getting. Well, no, just like it, you, you know, you, you're twisting the nozzle, so it's just a powerful stream, right? right. Against like a, like a a tarp or a canvas. Yeah, like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was it's that it was sound, water. but the, the tarp and or canvas was my suitcase. Was my suitcase. Was my suitcase. Was my suitcase with my clothes in it that I was wearing. <laughs> Because we weren't home. <laughs> Where, explain the water source on this one, Ryan. The water source was our tour manager taking a piss on my suitcase. Was it open? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like vertically, like on its wheels. You know what I mean? Like nonetheless. Yeah. It, it, back it, it to was, what we were saying about Mr. Showers twice a day guy. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Yeah. OCD. How yeah. did you handle that, Harris? I want to know the inner thing. What was going on when you well, realized what that what happened? I'll say this about my friends. They like to give me a hard time. They like to kid around it and it's all in good fun. But that time, every, every single person in that room had my back. They were like, what are you doing? And he was so out of it that he was like, rah, 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 rah. and he went to bed. And the next morning we're like, dude, what the heck? And he goes, he goes, doesn't sound like something I'd do. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Doesn't sound, like Doesn't something. sound like something I'd do. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. There's yeah. a, there's a critical piece of this story I think we might be missing. So Ryan, you oh. said like, you said we all had your back. The lights were the lights were out, so I don't think we knew whose suitcase he peed on. So I think we were like just pissed until we found out like it was your suitcase, oh. and then we all were laughing like. Not and then you were you, okay with like, it. No, not okay Thank God it wasn't mine. <laughs> because I, mean, I think you would have been like that. 
Oh, I would have been I would have been horrible too. That's a, I think. No, no, no. But like, but Ryan would have been like that if Ryan would have learned it was oh, your yeah. suitcase totally. and not his. He'd be like, dude, that's a bummer. But thank God that shit wasn't mine. <laughs> like, but no, no, no. We all would have. Everyone would have that reaction. Thank, that thank, yeah. thankfully, it wasn't mine. The reaction. Yeah. Right. Just like if yeah. you fell, I would laugh. As if I fell, you would laugh. It's just <laughs> what happens. I did fall, and you did laugh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Back to the suitcase thing. I feel like all the unfortunate crap happened to me i think you caught you caused some unfortunate things too <laughs> well, i did i caused some unfortunate things like what, like what? yeah like what you we were getting gas the one day we, we had a the tall extent or conversion van with like the extended roof and everything yeah pulling a trailer and you know TV, we're, we weren't necessarily straight like the trailer was kind of we came around the corner for the gas right so the van sorry the van's oh, here the trailer's like kind of here i did do this and so Ryan's done pumping gas and he just pulls straight ahead and that the big cement like column that prevents you from taking out yep. the gas tank just like ripped the like whole left fender <laughs> off the side yeah of the trailer. that little that little post thing did its job <laughs> yep it did its job oh man finally figured out what those were for was, yeah. was it the trailer or the bumper of the van on the trailer the, the bumper trailer, of the trailer yeah. oh. But we were writing a song one time. Jay used to live on Mount Washington in Pittsburgh, and we were, we were, uh, that's where we rehearsed, wrote, practiced everything. So we're writing a song called It Was Anything, and we hear this crash outside, and no one goes outside to look. It wasn't really that loud, but I was like, I was like, oh, it's probably someone hitting my car, just joking around. Well, it was someone hitting my car. So a neighbor came and knocked on the door. I don't remember which neighbor because they saw it. I was parked. And the car made some weird U-turn, the guy said, and just T-boned my car. And I don't even know how it was possible. So like you walked out and your car was just destroyed? It wasn't destroyed. I was able to get it fixed. It wasn't totaled, but it was significantly dented. Let's talk about satellites for a second, because Ryan's thoughts on satellites, which I, I found to be interesting. To me, it's obviously the catchiest song that I've ever heard from you guys. Uh, maybe Bungle in the Jungle's up there. I'm not gonna lie, I really. Like <laughs> we didn't that write song. that though. Yeah. Well, I bet you did a great version of it. So it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's better than the Tolls, right? It was Jethro Told you say. But Ryan doesn't seem to like that song so much. Um, and I'm just curious if you do. Uh, I mean, the song brought some success. I mean, it, it was the song that people did play. So, yeah. and that people probably came to your shows to see. I remember that song. So before we formed a band that our lead singer, Matt had probably what, four or five songs already kind of in a can ready mm -hmm. to go. And I think that was the first one we all worked on together again at my house up in Mount Washington. We had a PA system like set up in the living room and we just tracked like the live, the live sound of it. But I don't dislike the song. I think we were all excited about it. Cause again, we wrote it together. Like it was a more of a formational piece as a band, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate the song. My kids like the song, like, you know, showing them what dad used to do kind of thing makes it fun but um yeah i don't i'd love to know what ryan doesn't like about it because like yeah, I, I, me, me too no i i would agree with everything that jason just said like the whole process of the song was an enjoyable thing and it was an exciting thing and it it's not that i don't like the song it's just probably in my head or or what i thought the band was going to be was a bit more rock and that song's a bit more pop or something, just something like that. And I will say this before we even worked on it as a band. So Matt, Matt, our singer actually wrote it on acoustic guitar. Most of it, you know, pre 
pre-band and again we're working on the first compilation of songs for the for the indie release right and even our producer back then is like this is the song like th this is the song that's going to get you there whatever and then we work on some demos someone else would hear it they're like yeah that's the song you know and then you get into recording the record someone else hears it oh this is definitely the song and then you get to universal records and like this is the song we're going to release so mm. in some essence it was it's probably it's not a yeah. it's almost like dazed and confused right like they didn't the movie that. the movie or the song the song yeah. <laughs> that's that's you know that's one they didn't expect to really do much or like they didn't really like it but it ended up being like one of their bigger bigger songs initially well, so I, I i said that to ryan about uh joe perry uh with dream on he hated that song he's like yes yeah. fuck and now like the torture maybe that's the one i'm thinking of <laughs> yeah, yeah all right so before i let you go um could you guys between the two of you come together and sit, tell me what you think collectively is the next best song after satellites so would that question be what's my favorite song? But but collectively, like <laughs> I want you guys like an agreement, something we could agree on. I like if you I, I like if you go and I like go on. But if you want if you went in a more rock direction, I I would go with if you go or what was the um oh dude I'm having a brain fart. What was the one that was on Nickelodeon? Brain fart. Can't explain. Can't explain was. That's what I can't explain. That's the one I was going to say. Yeah. I so that ended up on explain. a I think it's love. Try to say it to you. <laughs> we don't even have, man, we don't even have to, we don't, we don't even have to pull it up. Let me, let me, let me uh, help with this decision. Yeah. Uh, what did the label plan on releasing second? I don't know if they ever did. <laughs> yeah. I think they planned on releasing well, satellites. I think they would. <laughs> So here, here's a big piece of the story, Johnny. I don't know if you, you heard. I'm sure you heard. I, I hope I did. <laughs> so we were, we were supposed to have an MTV pilot. No, I heard about that. And so back back then, our Universal, you know, said jerk off, fucked that up too. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the president and vice president of Universal at the time said that if you're meeting with the president of MTV, you've got the pilot. We're going to release the song, or we're going to pause the release of the album as a you know radio marketed radio tour we're going to pause all that and line it up with the release of this pilot so you left that huge piece of information out ryan that the reason that. why that, that april why. to september was delayed was to line it up with the pilot no, yeah i didn't so i didn't realize our pilot yeah our, yeah our pilot became run's house with run dmc and oh, so shit. universal's like holy cow like we have to release this album now with no steam like we they filmed the pilot they had people follow us around with cameras and thank god it never got aired but there was no contracts that yeah. they like fucked up like like they didn't fuck you like, i think it, as long as it's still a pilot they could choose right pilots know. that pilots are what they use to sell it's correct mm -hmm. right wow and so you know it, it was forced to be released then without the support that would have been there from the show i didn't there. realize that's why it got pushed back that's yeah that's a giant gaff yeah guffaw so if i was to sum up the you know the cherry monroe thing you know if i'm making an, an uh, a summary of it nutshell a, a nutshell thank you i'm the man of words who never knows how to use them or get them <laughs> out of his head um but there was there was just you were infiltrated by cancer 
is ultimately what happened. There was one fucking bad link in the chained fence. That's a good way of saying it. Like if, if anybody's like, oh, who's your manager? We'd just be like, cancer. Cancer. <laughs> cancer. Well, it's just horrible, man. He's fucking with people's dreams. Like I'm a huge believer in dreams. Dreams are everything. If you don't have dreams, there's nothing to fucking live for. And this motherfucker comes and he fucking presents a fucking carrot, gives you the carrot, and then fucking pulls it out of your mouth, kick him in the dick. He knows fucking karate, that kid over there, Ryan. Fucking kick him. <laughs> Who was your manager? His name was Cancer. <laughs> I think it's about time, Jason. It's been a blast. I need to lower Ryan's stress levels over here, so we're going to have to let you go right now. Dude, hey, it's been a blast, Johnny. It's great to yes. finally get Thank you. Yeah. hang with you, chat with you. Uh, I'm a big fan. Jay and I show. stayed friends yeah. throughout all our, all our dramas and we trials have, and tribulations. We've stayed. Is there anybody months. in Cherry Monroe not friends? Nah, we all stayed cool. You know, Ryan and I stay, you know, way more close. And we've been, we've known each other the longest too. But yeah, yeah I talked to Frankie quite a bit. I've seen Matt in LA, talked to Dave a little while back. But dude, well, thanks for coming, man. Hopefully, one of these days we can get together. Uh, maybe when awesome. Ryan comes to LA to visit, because he sure as hell ain't going to move back here, uh, <laughs> maybe you come with him. <laughs> I'd love that, man. It'd be fun. You guys can have a uh, drum off. Hey, yeah. Ryan, Ryan's got a new tune that I actually really like. And uh, maybe we'll get you guys to come yeah. play in Pittsburgh. Hey, Jay, we're going to start okay. doing song. We're, we were thinking about starting to do song reviews on the podcast. So whenever whenever it's uh, up and ready to play for the people, we'll play that song. Yeah. These two guys still working on music. It's a slammer. It. It's a slammer. I wish yeah. you guys had it right now so we could just like listen to it. And we can show it to the world. Hey, you got to dangle that carrot. You got to dangle that carrot, buddy. So you can pull it right the fuck oh, out of my mouth and, and then, yeah. fucking ruin my fucking dreams <laughs> and make me angry. <laughs> <laughs> all right jay thanks buddy Love hey you. guys it's you been again. a blast thanks so much awesome, love you man. too brother you guys be good see you thanks, soon man. bye you too all right well you know what ryan i'm gonna bring this to a final thought okay i want to just say hey i want to thank you i want to i'm gonna i want to thank you for going down that path i know that wasn't easy. I now know Cherry Monroe. We've heard some music. We know that Satellites was a song that was number 81. We know that Satellites was on Howard Stern, even though you didn't mention it. I know that it was on the Howard Stern show. I want to round this up by saying that is the story of Cherry Monroe. I want to thank Ryan for going down deep into the depths of the pain that he might have felt. I don't know if he did. Hopefully he didn't. But if he did feel that pain, thank you very much. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Next week, we're going to talk about me. We're yeah, going to go back yeah, to yeah. my f first band that I had any success with the knives and we're going to go deep into that a rabbit bunch hole of two part questions fucking bring it down man break open that wound we'll fucking do it in the uh, meantime uh like subscribe and report as we like to say here on the whatever us. buddy report us on the whatever buddy podcast thank you for joining us again here on the whatever buddy podcast you know you can see us on the youtubes and until next week you have a wonderful week thanks everybody yep. see ya <laughs>